Hey there, everyone. It is an exciting time and an exciting week. We have a week to go until we vote in the new president of the United States, Joe Biden. On today's show, we are going to talk about the week leading up to the election. We're going to talk about Donald Trump's 60 Minutes interview and how embarrassing it was for a president of the United States in our country. We're going to talk about how crazy Rudy Giuliani is, and we're going to talk about more lead up to next week's election. Of course, my name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. Come on, guys. Let's get it started. Do you think that your tweets and your name-calling are turning people off? No, I think I wouldn't be here if I didn't have social media. Well, but you the talk- media is fake. And frankly, if I didn't have social media, I'd have no way of getting out my voice. Do you know what you told me a long time ago when I asked why you keep saying fake yeah. media? Yeah. You said to me, I say that because I need to dis- uh, discredit you so that when you say negative things about me, no one will believe you. I don't you. have to discredit you. But that's what You've you told me. You've discredited yourself. You know, I didn't want to have this kind of angry. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Well, then you brought up a lot of subjects that Well, I said I'm going to ask you tough up. questions. They were inappropriately but brought up right from the beginning. No, your first question was, this is going to be tough questions. Why? You don't ask Joe Biden. I saw your interview with Joe, the interview with I Joe never Biden. did a Joe it Biden was a interview. Joe, the interview, 60 Minutes. I see Joe Biden giving softball after softball. I've seen all of his interviews. He's never been asked a question that's hard. Okay, but forget him for a minute. No, but you your start with me. Your president. And Excuse me, Leslie, you started with me. Your first statement was, are you ready for tough questions? Are you? That's no way to talk. It's no way to talk. At this point, one of our producers interrupted to advise about the time remaining in the interview. I think we have enough of an interview here, Hope. Okay, that's enough. Let's go. Let's go. uh, Let's go meet for two seconds, okay? Thanks. I'll see you in a little while. Thanks. Embarrassingly enough, that is the president of the United States who had a very tough time handling questions from 60 Minutes, Leslie Stahl. Now, I've been following politics for a very long time, and there are politicians that I like, and there are some that I do not like. However, I cannot remember a time where some president or a politician of high stature was interviewed by anybody and was so offended by the questions and had such a hard time handling them that they got up and walked out. But this was the president of the United States walking out on questions from Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes. Now, I don't mean to say Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes as if she's not credible or she's not uh, tough. She's a phenomenal journalist, probably one of the greatest journalists in the history of our country. She's fantastic. But The fact that you are the president of the United States and you have one week to go until the next election and you're trying to make your case and you bail out of an interview. I don't know how many of you guys watched that. I'm assuming most of you listening to this did, 
but even if you're not a Trump supporter, did you or did you not have your hands over your face in embarrassment that this is the leader of our country? Honestly, that is up there in one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen from an American president. He whined and complained about fairness. You're not being fair to me. The mainstream media. I'm sick of the mainstream media, by the way. The mainstream media, let me explain something about the mainstream media. If there's a story there, they're going to report it. They don't give a shit who the candidate is. They want the scoop. But the conservative media has done a phenomenal job of injecting that mainstream media moniker into the lexicon of American political vocabulary. And unfortunately, it's worked with a large amount of people in this country. But we are one week away from hopefully reversing the greatest mistake of our lifetimes in American politics. 2016 was very, very difficult to watch. I remember that night watching it and went to bed sick to my stomach. I said, I cannot believe that the American people allowed this snake oil salesman clown to be our president. The guy who hosted a game show. A guy that I knew prior to was a failure in business. A failure in every single thing he put his hands on. We've talked about it on this show before numerous times. This guy has accomplished zero by himself in his lifetime. The only time he's accomplished anything is with help. He got help from Mark Burnett. For the apprentice, he got help from Vladimir Putin to win the presidency. He got help from James Comey when he held the most bizarre press conference of all time, saying he was investigating Hillary again 11 days before the election. And he's gotten help from his sycophants in the four years since he has been president. But all signs are pointing to the fact that this could be coming to an end. Now, yes, I'm not counting anything, but right now I'm getting emotional. And I'm not talking about sad or crying emotional. I'm talking about emotionally charged up. I am ready. I'm ready to see this guy go down. A man who deserves defeat more than any person I've ever seen in my life. Every feeling of distraught and anguish that we felt four years ago could be easily reversed. And quite frankly, it might almost be worth it to see. Now, I say might because I would 1,000% much rather have Hillary Clinton as our president. As I've said on this show numerous times, she would have been one of the greatest presidents of our lifetime. Again, is she relatable? Maybe not with some people. Does she hit as well as Obama and Bill Clinton did? Maybe not, but this woman, all she cares about is governing. All she cares about is the hard work behind being the president. She's not interested in being a celebrity. She's not interested in whether or not you like her. She's interested in getting things done. But she didn't win, and we must move on. And move on now to Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is a guy who has character, 
Joe Biden is a guy that people like. There's a feeling about Joe Biden where you say, look, whether I agree with all his policies or he's my favorite candidate, it doesn't matter because he gives me a good feeling. He gives me a feeling that, first of all, we could be proud of our country again. Usually, our country has a sense of pride. Regardless of who you're voting for, there's always a sense of pride in America. And right now, that pride has been shot. And usually, that pride emanates from who is leading our country. When Obama, whether you liked him or you didn't like him, when he was leading the country, you felt pride. There was even a pride when George W. Bush was president during 9-11. You just felt proud to be an American, and he made you feel proud to be an American. The, the presidents prior to, there's never been a president in my lifetime where I felt embarrassed that he was our president. Now, okay, maybe George W. Bush towards the end and that ill-advised war in Iraq and just some of the dumb stuff that he said and pretty much led us to a war that got thousands of our American soldiers killed. And it turned out that that war was really for nothing. But again, there was a time in his presidency where we did feel a pride in our country. But now we are reduced to a sideshow clown that hopefully has one week left and has to pack his shit and get out of our house. He has one week left and he's still sticking with the Hunter Biden story, which is the most ridiculous thing. First of all, anything emanating from Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon already has some credibility issues. He apparently brought some Tony something Lesky, whatever his name is, the guy who received these emails and that he's behind um, outing Joe Biden as the big guy or whatever. I really don't know the story all that well because I barely read it, but I do know that Donald Trump brought this guy to the debate last week the same way he brought the women who accused Bill Clinton of sexual assault to the debate last time against Hillary Clinton. Well, he brings this Tony something Lesky, whatever his name is, and he has a press conference before the debates and says, I'm Tony and this happened and all this garbage. And then when it was time for questions, he's like, no, I'm not taking any questions. And of course, we know why you're not taking any questions because you're an idiot. You're lying and you've got nothing. But with one week left, this is really the strategy you're going to stick with. You know, really at the debate. He kind of brought it up and half-ass brought it up. He didn't even really hit hard with it. He brings this guy, Tony, to the debate and doesn't even really address it that much at the debate. He kind of tried, but it really wasn't sticking. And I think he knew that nobody was going to give it credibility, so he just moved on from it. If he really thought something was there, he would have kept pressing and pressing and pressing. But he gave it his best shot, and it didn't work. So... We're feeling the desperation from a guy who looks as if he's done. Now, of course, we could go through another surprise. And, you know, we obviously have to prepare ourselves. But I think in the interim to prepare ourselves is to make sure everybody you know is voting. Everybody you know that is on the fence that you can try to convince them everybody that needs help getting to the polls you drive them there whatever it is we have to do we cannot let up no matter what like i said all the polls look good another poll that i just saw from the 
Dallas Morning News has Joe Biden up three points in Texas. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Joe Biden is winning Texas. And when he wins Texas, screw you, Florida, my own state. We don't need you. Although, yeah, we do. I take that back. I'm sorry, Florida. We do need you because I want the biggest landslide in the history of presidential elections. That would be so satisfying. And as I said earlier, it would almost be worth Hillary Clinton losing just to watch this guy lose and have to pack up his shit and get out of our house, like I said earlier. I'm so jazzed up, I'm repeating myself over and over again. Anyway, anybody happen to catch the Borat movie? I did. I watched it on Friday night. And of course, I watched it because I love the original. I think Sasha Baron Cohen is a genius. And an American treasure. Yes, I know Sasha Baron Cohen is not from America, but because he's made such an impact in this country, I'm giving him the status of an American treasure. The same way I'm giving the Beatles the status of an American treasure. John Oliver is an American treasure. But beyond the Rudy Giuliani scene, it is so great to see that people that really aren't from this country take such interest in our politics. And not just interest, but they they take it seriously. And they, I think they know. They know that our country is supposed to lead the world. And when they see somebody like Donald Trump running what is supposed to be the greatest country in the world, ruin it, they take it as seriously as we do. But, of course, the scene that everybody is talking about, the young actress who plays the daughter to Borat, Maria Bakalova, portrays herself as a conservative journalist interviewing Rudy Giuliani. And I'm sure most of you have seen the scene by now where Rudy Giuliani basically reached in his pants and started playing with himself. That old, crusty bastard thought that that beautiful young lady was interested in him. Now, I will admit, they did a pretty good job of playing it up and setting him up a little bit. She laughed at all his stupid stuff and touched his knee and did all that stuff, reached down his shirt and tried to pull out the microphone. But still, have yourself a little bit of control, Rudy. I mean, you still need to evaluate this and say to yourself, is this girl really interested in me? And the answer is no chance in hell. He even puts her hand on her lower back, almost towards her butt. And it's just like, oh, Jesus, dude, come on. Follows her in the room with a couple drinks. Says, give me your email and phone number. This is the same guy all over Fox News and all the other crazy conservative outlets saying Joe Biden has dementia. I got to say, I mean, you talk about one of the biggest falls from grace. Rudy Giuliani, he was quote, America's mayor at one point. After 9-11, everybody just needed a hero. That's what I was saying earlier about George W. Bush when he walked down the street and he threw out the first pitch at the first baseball game in New York after 9-11. And just the confidence and everything, people were like, okay, you know what? I don't agree with this policy, but that's my president. This is our country. And we had the same feeling for Rudy. 
He was the mayor of New York City and he'd walk through the streets and he would say, we are not going to let this get us down. We are going to move forward. And now he is just a clown. He's a joke and everybody laughs at him. Quite frankly, I even think the conservative media laughs at him, but he says so much crazy shit that they're like, oh yeah, we're definitely having this guy on. But as I said, we have one week left, and if the Hunter Biden stuff's not working, we're amping up the crazy. It's really coming. They're somehow going to find a way that Hunter Biden brought the coronavirus to America. I mean, that's how crazy it's going to get. If you watched South Park, apparently Stan brought it, and if you watched Borat, apparently he brought it. So, I'm sorry, maybe I gave away... That's not really a spoiler. You, You could get through the movie knowing that. Don't worry about it. But anyway... This is really going to get nuts. We have one week left. I mean, who thought that this would ever get here? I heard something the other day that I thought was fantastic. There was somebody standing in line. It was a very long line, and somebody came up and said, how long have you been waiting to vote? And the guy responded, four years. And I couldn't think of a better response than that one because that's absolutely correct. We've been waiting for four years. And no, this isn't one of those things that when Donald Trump was elected, we weren't going to give him a chance. We already knew who this guy was from day one. So from day one, yes, we could not wait until this guy was out of office. Because anybody that was watching Donald Trump prior that thought he was going to be presidential and that we were going to look at him in a different light because he totally changed his tune. Donald Trump has been a guy who has always proven he doesn't know what he's doing in business. Now he's proven he doesn't know what he's doing in politics. And us smart people knew that from the jump. Yes, he was guilty until proven innocent, and he's never proved himself innocent. So again, we have one week left, and I am anxious, I'm excited, I'm ready. This time next week, we'll record a podcast in either the greatest celebration or the greatest disappointment that we have felt in our country's history. But the onus is now on us. We've got to get out to vote. And there is a particular group of people that really, I truly believe, is going to make the difference in this election. And that group of people are going to be women. Women, first of all, always make a difference when you got to get things done. And because of that particular reason, as long as everything goes well... I am going to have a special edition this week with a panel of women who will discuss with me the upcoming election and everything about their thoughts and how they are going to be the ones that are going to get us to the promised land. So I look forward to that and hopefully that should be going down this week. I'm sorry I'm a little delayed this week. I had a very bizarre power outage at my house last night. So the power kept flickering on and flickering off every two minutes in our neighborhood. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's Sunday football. I'm sitting there trying to watch my football. Power's going in and out. And it was doing this literally every four minutes. Now I have direct TV, so every time it shuts down, it takes about three, four minutes for it to restart back up, get back on. So it would come back on, boom, power would go out again. 
Then at 5 o'clock, the power went out for six straight hours. Actually, I take that back. It would come on for about two minutes, and then it would shut back off again. And it fooled me twice. And so it's about 8 o'clock. I haven't eaten dinner yet. And I got I got to eat dinner. I can't make anything. I can't do anything. And I can't get out of my garage because the power was off. So the third time the power went on, that and I knew it was going to be brief, I ran to my garage. I hit the button and opened my garage so I can get the hell out of my house. I had to eat, and I had the World Series on. I had Sunday night football. I'm thinking, what the hell? And I started to think, it's the Russians. They didn't want me to record Run's House, my podcast. It was them or Rudy Giuliani. See, I could say crazy shit too. Let's all just start saying crazy shit. Let's just all start making stuff up, and we'll jump right in the pool with them, and nobody will know what the hell is going on. Okay, listen, we're going to wrap up this show. One week to go. So many positive signs right now of early voters, of women voters, of black voters, of young voters, of all kinds of voters going out early and voting and showing that they are ready to remove the worst stain in the history of this country. Now, unfortunately, it is going to take a lot of scrubbing to get this stain out. But I do believe Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and their administration is going to do a great job. So let's get ready. Let's get pumped. Let's do this thing. I'm excited and ready to go. So thank you guys for listening. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at brun13. Any questions or comments about the show, please hit me at runshousepodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. I ask this every week. Could you please do it? All you got to do is go on to the to the podcast. Just hit the little subscribe button. It takes two minutes to review the show. It takes even less to rate it. All you got to do is hit the five star and go boom. So if you guys could do that, I'd really appreciate it. Even if you have people who don't listen to the show. You know what? We're going to cheat our way through this thing the same way Donald Trump's going to cheat his way through this election. Tell them to go on their phone and rate my show a five star. Nah, you don't have to do that. Just tell them to listen. At least get them to listen. I'd appreciate that. But thank you guys. As always, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you again later on this week.